Welcome into the first and only podcast by Hockey 615. It is the golden hour, and we are here to talk Predators hockey. I am with my co-host, the indubitable Ricky Madrinsky. I don't know what that means. Dubitable? In, I don't know. Indubitable. Okay. No, I got it. Cannot be dubbed. Hey, I was an English major in college, guys, also, and also I'm using that degree. our resident Devils fan, Ricky Madrinsky, Hi. as well. Polish as shit, giving this podcast some credibility. It's very true. And... The man making Polish jokes is our producer, Martin Strobel, on the ones and twos. I I need to issue a formal apology. Yeah, you do. A little, you definitely need to a order little apology. peek behind the curtain. We went 38 minutes into a first recording before I realized that our microphones weren't actually plugged in. Sehew. My my bad, you guys. We're going to That's do strike whole, one. Hey, we're doing it live. There's only two strikes you, in hockey. We're doing it live. You. This podcast is called The Golden Hour. You lost your job before that hour was even up. <laughs> Hey, it was a really good run, though. You know, I, I had fun. Uh, I just want to. I just want to thank my fans out there who listened for 38 minutes. That's gonna be well. That's no me actually, and Ricky. That's just it's me literally and Ricky. just us, and we just fired you. So <laughs> shit. All anyway, right, well. we're on. Well, we'll be on producer number two next week. For now, <laughs> you, you work out the rest of the night. Hopefully, it'll be someone thinner. Anyways, Martin. Retweet. Martin's incompetence aside, we're gonna be talking the NHL playoffs. Uh, I would like this podcast in the future going forward to be more Predators-centric, but we've got the playoffs coming up this week, so we're going to do playoff preview, but we're going to save the bulk of the conversation for the end where we can talk uh, plenty about this Avs-Pred series, talk more about the series, probably talk longer than the series itself is going to last. And, yeah, so I, I see no reason uh, not to dive in. We'll, we'll, and also, we're going to develop segments as we go along. But this first week, we're just it's a test drive. We're just taking the Ferrari out for a little bit, see how it goes. Yeah, we're, you know, like recording without plugging in the microphones. We're just, gonna, we're just testing it out. You know, bingo. Seeing, seeing what works best. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah, that gave us a nice run through. So now this time, yeah. we know what works and now what doesn't. Now we're loosened up. We're wow. a couple, couple drinks in. I might not ramble about the Devils quite as much as uh, I did in the past. Rick, you're going to ramble about yeah, this. I, I am. Probably. You're yeah. going to do it. Yeah, I am. It's okay. All right, let's, well, let's, without further ado, let's dive in to the Eastern Conference playoffs. We'll lead off with the opening series here. We're going to talk Boston-Toronto as the first series. I think this is one of the best series in the East. I think it'll certainly be, as far as quality hockey goes, the best series in the East uh, from both teams. Boston has more experience, I think, on that blue line and up and down their lineup. Uh, more so than Toronto does. That blue line of Toronto, I think, is e- some of them are either too young, Jake Gardner, Morgan Riley, or you've got two ancient and slow guys in Ron Hainsey and Roman Pollock. And uh, you don't you don't want the Marshawn, Bergeron, Pasternak line going anywhere near Pollock or Hainsey or anything like that because they will eat their lunch. Uh, I think goaltending is about the same. The blue line, I'm going to give I'm going to give Boston the edge in the blue line. Forward depth probably goes to Toronto, but but I think and Austin Matthews is a fine player, but I, as Ricky so will so aptly bring up, he's gonna have to face Bergeron uh, every uh, every night, and I think he, that's that's gonna pretty well contain Matthews, and I think Bruins are gonna be able to pull this one out, but it's gonna be a great series, gonna be in seven. Gotcha, and uh, I, I want to thank you in advance for uh, bringing up my biggest point <laughs> that you may have heard before for some reason. Uh, and it's it's basically came out I just, right off the top of my head. I didn't oh, realize. Oh, really? I was like, thought I of that? That's crazy. It's crazy. Uh-huh, your producer's a piece of shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're fired. You're still fired. <laughs> but no, that that's gonna be such a huge part of the series. It's that you know they they have very equal 
talent on offense. Obviously, more more experience on the Bruins there, but it's going to be perennial Selkie Trophy candidate and winner Patrice Bergeron shutting down the Matthews line, and then obviously the depth at forward for the Bruins, uh, the mixture of the experience with Bergeron, Marshawn, Krejci, Pasternak, all of them mixed with all the young studs they're bringing in through the draft. They got DeBrusque, Ryan Donato coming over from, was it Harvard? And uh, and the U.S. Olympic team, and where he was a stud at the at the Olympics for the United States, um, just a huge influx. So they didn't have to give up anything after the deadline to get him. And um, I think it's going to be a great series, original six matchup, uh, NHL fans wet dream, and I think the Bruins are going to take it in seven. And, and as we discussed again a little earlier, one a team that I think has a legitimate shot, Boston more so than Toronto, to win the Stanley Cup is going to be gone after the first round. And that in itself is some high-quality drama right there because whichever fan base loses in the first round, hopefully Toronto because they are going to lose their shit if they if they get bounced in the first round. We need round. a good Canadian hockey riot is what we need. Yeah. It's probably not going to happen in the first round, but it would be really just a pleasure to see. Yeah, Vancouver, Vancouver all over Vancouver set the bar pretty high, but I think Toronto can top it. Martin, what are your thoughts on this series? Who do you have? Uh, even though I'm fired, uh, I've got I've actually got Boston all, going all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. So um, spoiler got, alert! Spoiler alert! So do Jeez. I. Right? Uh-huh. Right? Uh huh. Right. And I've got them in. I think this one I've got them in six, five or six, one of the two. Pick I can't lane. remember what I picked. You know what? Let's say six. Six sounds perfect. perfect. There you go. Who's up next? We have the Washington Capitals against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Well, first of all, number one reason to watch this series, John Tortorella is going to have an absolute meltdown at some point. God, I hope Tortorella so. is going to melt down, whether it's on Ovechkin or the refs or his team or the media. That guy is going to lose his mind, and I can't wait. I'm here for it. And I this is my favorite series of the Eastern Conference because you have two fan bases that are so jaded when it comes to the postseason. You have the Capitals who lose in the second round at the latest every single year, and you have the Blue Jackets who I believe have a whopping three playoff wins in their franchise's history, never made it out of the first round, never never sniffed the second round ever really, but I do think they're going to pull it off this year. I've got the Blue Jackets in six. I think Barry Trotz is going to mismanage Washington's goaltending situation. I think he's already doing that by starting Grubauer over Holtby. I know Grubauer's had a better year. Smaller sample size, though. And I think in this situation, when you have goaltending controversy going into the playoffs, you start your number one, and if that doesn't work out, you go to the number two and you and you see how it goes. So I think the goaltending situation there might be a mess. I know their forward group is deep. It's talented. Alex Ovechkin is still Alex Ovechkin, but I like the young D on Columbus, and I think Sergei Bobrovsky, Jesus, you got talk, uh, Bob, exercises his playoff demons because he's facing a team not named the Pittsburgh Penguins in the first round. So I think Bobrovsky uh, kind of gets his game together in the playoffs, and and he ends up uh, ends up taking it for him. I think he steals a game or two for the Blue Jackets, and the Blue Jackets win this one in six games. Well, you're wrong. There it is. The, you know what? In the last, in the first podcast, it took you 20 minutes to get there. Eight minutes, 22 seconds in this one. That's still the over. That's still the I over. I think they gave me seven and a half. I gave you seven and a half. It's still the over, but it was significantly quicker. Well, you're wrong, and here's why. 
the Capitals, you're overblowing their goaltending controversy for one thing. Whoever they play in net, they have the former Vesna Trophy winner, Hopi. I know he hasn't had a great uh, season, but there's no He's reason. He's had a very bad season. He hasn't had a great season, and there's no reason to think he won't turn it on in the playoffs, which I know he hasn't necessarily done in the past, but, you know, these world-class goalies tend to find their form when it matters the most, i.e. Pecorine last year. And also, um, you know, you can't discount the Rocket Richard winner. You mentioned it before. Again, stealing my bit from the last uh, now missing first episode. We should of steal all shower of hour, whatever you called stop. it. We just gotta stop mentioning it. All right, I know I'm a piece of shit. All right, <laughs> you should have hit record. I feel bad. Anyway, they they just have too much depth and again experience. I'm gonna harp on the experience in the playoffs because it matters so much. People who have been there before, I think they get out of the first round. And I've said this for. Ever since it became a thing that um, that the uh, Capitals can't make it past the second round, ever since that became a storyline, I've said the first time the Capitals make it out of the second round, they're winning the Stanley Cup. So the first step they're going to take now is to beat the Blue Jackets in six games and, and get into the second round again. But just, just to be clear, we both think that they're playing to get beaten by the Penguins in the next round, no matter who wins this series. We'll get to the Penguin series, but yeah, a thousand percent. If if they play the Penguins again, they're going to lose the Penguins again, yeah. Yeah, well, that's my point about their experience is how good is experience if all you do is get knocked out in the second round? Like, what ex- what great experience you have getting They're getting excellent at getting out, out of the first year. round, and that's what we're talking about. <laughs> all right, Martin, Martin what do you Who's have? next? So, talking about who ESPN picked, Butch Gross and Levy and Melrose. And some other fuck, and some other fuck as well, who I don't know. Nobody cares about him. They all picked Columbus. I was shocked. Did not think it would happen. Ricky, you're uh, you're one to lean real hard against ESPN and the experts. I fade ESPN, especially in gambling, anytime I can when they're talking about hockey. And I fade Barry Melrose in gambling, in life, in suit wearing. The guy's a goddamn fraud. His suits are way too big. <laughs> that's a good point. That's actually a so good point. many motherfucking buttons. That's the, that's I think that's he my rated biggest. Shaq's that's, wardrobe. And they put him on an ESPN set anyway. That's my biggest problem with Barry Melrose. Aside for him just having a very surface level cursory knowledge of the NHL in general, is that his suits are like three sizes too big. Does no one tell him like Barry? Like do, like you don't need to shop you know what big he's and counting tall. On. You're not that. He's counting on everyone looking at that stellar flow. That's one thing he's got going for him. Just the slick back, silver foxy flow. But Wait, they, so you know, Chris, as long as you look at him from the neck up, just fucking, looks like a hockey guy. Just fucking ran some Crisco through it. 100%. So it's just flat as fuck. So, oh he, my God. So, so you're telling me Melrose picked the Blue Jackets? Yes. They all picked the Blue Jackets. I did not. I've Melrose got was smarter man than I, than I thought. I've got Washington, and I think I picked him in sixth. Well, I'm the I'm the lone wolf on this one out of the three of us. I'll be right. Um, speaking of the team that uh, is going to knock out either Columbus or Washington in the second round, we've got Pittsburgh versus Philadelphia up next. Rick, you can you can go first on this one. I'll Thank give you the you. honors. That's very kind of you. That and way, I don't he, steal all the points from the previous one. He just didn't want to be told he was wrong again. Yeah. Well, no, I think we're going to agree at the end of the day on this one. I don't know why I know that, but I just feel like we might. But I think. And he has a hunch. I re- I really think this is going to be the best first round series because the last time these two teams played in the playoffs, I know it was six years ago, but also every time they play in the regular season, I mean it's it's a quintessential rivalry. They hate each other. They just go run and gun, heavy checking. There's fights. There's you know 
throwing defense to the wind. All the games go over, and it's just a goal fest. It's the most exciting playoff hockey you can get. I remember explicitly where I was watching this series in the dorms freshman year of college, and it was lit, as the kids say. So I think um, that's going to be exciting, but the Penguins are going to win that one in six games because they're the Penguins and the Flyers are not the team they used to be. Uh, yeah, I also, I've got the Penguins in this one. I'm not going to have, you know, tease this one because I think it's pretty obvious who I think is going to win. I've got the Penguins for a number of reasons. Number one for me is that this year especially, and especially the last couple of years, Sidney Crosby has made the Philadelphia Flyers his baby back bitch uh, because all he, he just dominates the Flyers. Uh, he seems to score at will against them. And, frankly, the Flyers' goaltending situation is the same as it is every year, which is shaky at best. The The daunting tandem in net of Brian Elliott and Peter Mrazek does not, I don't think, uh, leave the Penguins shaking in their boots necessarily. And any team that plays Andrew McDonald a significant number of minutes when you're going up against Crosby, Malkin, uh, and Kessel, that's, that's probably bad news if you're doing that. And... The Penguins' depth at forward has gone back to being just ridiculous. I love Benino, but I think Broussard is a better third-line center, so they've upgraded their depth at forward from last year. Their defense still continues to be an issue, but they won the Cup last year without Chris Letang, so I, I don't know. People keep harping on their defense, and it's like, well, they they won without their best defenseman last year, and it was they like we were like relying on like Chad Ruedel to play big minutes for him last year, and that's that's wild. And they still managed to win. And look, the Flyers' top line is going to have success. Giroux's probably he's going to have a good series. Couturier, Voracek, those guys are going to be fine. But but the the old the series you brought up from a few years ago, Wayne Simmons isn't he's not the same guy he was back then. I think the depth of the Flyers is at forward is a little bit lacking. I think the Penguins are going to eventually make quick work, but the hate that the that this series has in it and uh, the Wells, Wells Fargo Arena, one of the most underrated places to play in the NHL or one of the most underrated barns in the NHL, I should say. Everyone's got their orange Flyers jersey on. They're going nuts, and Philly is rolling, and I'm going uh, to say Philly pushes it to six, and I don't think it gets any farther than that. One of my least favorite Preds games I've ever been to is when they played the Flyers. There were eight shitload of Flyers fans down here all wearing orange, all being loud as fuck, and they beat us like 4-1. to one. assholes. I, I think it was like two years ago. Yeah, they were assholes all game. It as a Devils worst. fan, my parents, even, you know, in New Jersey, every time we're there for a Devils game, they would never let me go to a Flyers game. They'd barely let me go to a Rangers game because they didn't want to let young me be subjected to those Flyers fans, which I don't know if that makes me soft, but it also speaks volumes about – I mean, it's it's not a secret that Flyers or sorry, just Philadelphia fans in general are assholes. Yeah, because I was going to say Eagles fans are equally as bad as from what I hear, and Phillies fans for that matter. Yeah, Philadelphia, Philadelphia in general, not kind. Any time, yeah. any city that snowballs Santa, they've got problems. And this I, was our new segment, uh, Trash Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, don't discount Philadelphia this year. They've got a Super Bowl. They've got a NCAA national championship. They've got more coming their way. I can feel it. That being said. Pens and five. Bingo. There you go. <laughs> That's what we're looking at for. At the end of the day. Pens and five. Pens and six. Unfortunately, as much as I hate him, Sidney Crosby and the Penguins, too much. And now we've arrived at the series that Ricky's been itching to talk about since we realized that the first podcast did, was not really recording. 
and we it's the New Jersey Devils against the Tampa Bay Lightning. You know what? We've already talked about it tonight, and he is still rock hard. Yeah, he he he's still shocking. He still he just turned. So for those of you, the starkest uh, that, direction that one another that attention. one another for those of you that want another peek behind the curtain. Ricky turned his hat around from frontwards to backwards to get ready to talk about this series. So he means business. Game time. So Game I won't. Time, baby. I won't. I won't let you. I won't make you wait another second. Go ahead, Ricky. Thank you. Let me tell you why the Devils will win this series. Taylor Hall's a chump. Taylor, <laughs> we're gonna have a talk about this after the podcast. <laughs> so here's why the Devils are gonna win this series. The Devils have been obviously playing above expectations all year most people pick them to finish bottom two in the division i like to think they were going to finish ahead of carolina which they did uh they just happened to also make the playoffs in the process <laughs> taylor hall scored 40 more points than he did last year in an mvp caliber season the biggest rub on them of course is that um they're very young inexperienced they're running up against a buzzsaw in tampa bay the top uh everyone's preseason pick to come out of the east but I think they got a real shot because they play a speed game that you've never seen from the Devils before. You got young kids that don't really know what it is. You know, they're they're young and dumb. You hear about it all the time. I feel like from coaches where they they don't understand the gravity of the playoffs and the situation they're in, so they just play. And I think you know, with the speed they play with and the tenacity and and the how well they play that system, um, I think they got a real shot. All that being said. Tampa Bay is going to win this series in six games. Tampa Bay has probably, the, I'll call it the second deepest team in the playoffs right now. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, the, you're second, so sweet. the second deepest team in the playoffs, definitely the deepest in the East. Everyone's preseason pick, and they proved why they were there the whole time. The champions of the Eastern Conference in the regular season you know, you just start with their top line. They got two of the top 2010, maybe even scores, and Stamkos and Kucherov. I know Stamkos is coming in a little bit banged up, but I think, especially with the pickup of McDonough, a proven playoff guy, shutdown type defenseman, just adds to what was already a very good defense. You know, they got their top six defense. They got three of the uh, three Rangers who went to the finals that one year against the Kings. They got McDonough, they got Strawman, and they got Dan Girardi. So, you know, all three of those guys know how to make it a deep run in the playoffs. I know their goaltending has been a little shaky. Vasilevsky, um, you know, not not uh, at his best towards the end of the year there. And uh, I don't even know who the backup is. Isn't it Goodlevsky's or whatever his name is? He's not going to get a look at uh, the he playoffs. Doesn't, doesn't he doesn't matter. hardly play. I have no, I, I'm not no idea who, who that play. is. It doesn't matter. So, uh, unfortunately, Tampa in six, but the Devils are looking good for the future. You were saying you were asking about where they stand in the uh, – I'll give you their point totals for this year. Nikita Kucherov has 100, and he's third on the list of total points for the year. Uh, Steven Stamkos has 86, 86 and he's 12th. Okay. 12th. Well, we'll put two in the top 12. Well, that's close, close enough. enough. Yeah, close, close enough. enough. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think so, some people are kind of foolishly picking Tampa in four or five. I don't, I don't tend to agree with that. I think the Devils are going to put up more of a fight than people think they will. Uh, you've already brought up. You've, you, we could talk about Taylor Hall all day. He is my number two uh, MVP. I know I'm wrong, uh, but uh, he's he's had a great season. He he has he's his resurgent season season, which has Edmonton fans just living weeping, weeping into their poutine on a daily basis. How great is poutine? <laughs> I've actually never had poutine before. Oh, you should fucking try poutine. I had it in Toronto. Actually, it was it was. Life changing. I wish I wish it was more of a thing down here. With all my heart, I wish it was. 
poutine aside, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's delicious. <laughs> what is it, gravy on fries? Leave basically? it to the fat-fired producer to bring up the poutine. Uh, it's gravy on fries with, I think, like, bacon and cheese curds. Fuck it's, it. It's more Fuck or less whatever you face. want, but it has to be, like, bacon and fries, I think. And get it's in my just, motherfucking oh. face. We're, we're a poutine podcast now. <laughs> We're the number one poutine podcast. We're done. We're done. This podcast we're done. is sponsored by poutine. <laughs> we're done. We're done talking about right. about hockey. Right. Um, no. Uh, we're just so trying we to change can, the can, subject from your wrong take about Hall can, not being the MVP. Well, it's Nathan McKinnon, but... We okay, We could talk about Hall until we were ad nauseum. I know you could talk about him basically all day, every day. But Can he's going to be a difference it? maker. And like you said, I think the the most interesting point you brought up was the team. This team is like this team. This Devils team is now fast and they're fun to watch on offense. Like going to the year, you would you would have been like, hey, do you want to watch this Devils game? I'm like, uh, no, no, thank you. Uh, <laughs> but Same, but like they're they're so they're so fun. They, the young guys around them, Brat, he sure. Butcher, and then now you had you add guys like McGrabner at the deadline. Did he how how effective was he down the stretch? Again, I'm, I apologize. I did not avidly watch the Devils. That's all right. Grabner was a little bit disappointing. I don't think he got a point in his first ten, uh, but he he picked it up a little bit since. then. obviously, he's a big uh, he's a big presence on the penalty kill with his speed. Obviously, if he I, I think if he before the McDavid era, if he ever was good enough to play in an All Star game, I think he would have been a runaway fastest skater. Yeah, they've. So they've got plenty. Of, they've got nice balance of speed and skill at four at the forward position. Their defense is a concern, especially going up against Tampa's highly questionable. Yeah, especially defense. going up. Well, no, we don't advertise other shows from other networks on this podcast. Anyways, shout out Dan. <laughs> um, yeah, so they they're fun. They're fun as hell to watch. They're a great. Great team to watch play, and well, part of that is the rookie mistakes because you know it's going to be back and forth. It's going to be high scoring when the Devils play. I think this will be a high scoring series. I think Tampa's depth is going to be too much when you have guys like you've already mentioned the, the obvious ones: Stamkos, Kucherov. You got Braden Point, Yanni Gord, Andre Palat. Braden Point could, is sick. You could go up and down those four lines that Tampa has, and they've got somebody that can burn you on just about every line. Like like Chris Kunis plays like what fourth line for them or something like that. That's crazy. Yeah, and Andre Vasilevsky has said that he is getting tired. Probably don't say that out loud. You can think that. Don't say that out loud. Surely think don't of, say it to the media. Yeah, definitely definitely don't say that in, when you're talking in the media. That should be media that should be like like media availability one oh one before the season gets going. And like dude, just drink drink a five hour energy. Again, unofficially sponsored by five hour energy. If you want to give us money, Shout we'll out. take it. Five hour energy sponsor the and, and like take a five hour energy, get over it. Like don't definitely don't tell anybody you're tired. But yeah, I mean Vasilevsky started a ton of games for this team, and he kind of looked tired down the stretch because of it. And the the Devils will score on him, but I unfortunately don't think they're going to be able to keep the lightning out of the net enough to move on. So I've also got Tampa in six games. How many games did Vasilevsky play this year? That seems like a, a producer stat. All right, I'm on it. I'm gonna find over it. Over under, gonna, but uh, while you're while, while, while you're picks, while you're, picks. I'm gonna say over. I'm gonna go seventy-two. I'm gonna That's go seventy-one. I'm gonna say 70. 73. seventy-three. I don't know. This is not the Price is Right. It doesn't matter. But sixty-eight. Uh, while we're talking, radio. while we're talking, uh, Ricky, yeah. I I love you, bud, and I really want to pick your Devils. You you've pitched a good point, and I know that uh, most of the. Uh, Season whenever the Preds have played them, I've told you fuck your team, but you have you really inspired me to want to pick them. That being said, 
Tampa and six. <laughs> okay, so we're all in Tampa and six. Perfect. Tampa and six. Also, he played sixty-five games. This that's year. still that's a lot. That's that's Jesus a good number. I was well, fuck. That's well, so well, many well, games. well, no, because I think Cam Talbot last year for the Oilers played like seventy something, yeah. and it's showing this year because he struggled big time for them. I think he was tired, but yeah, that's that's, that's insane. That wasn't as me as I thought Vasilevsky had played, but I think it's certainly because he hasn't ever been a starter before this year. He backed up Ben Bishop for most of last year until they traded him. I think his first full year as a starter kind of has worn on him a little bit, but I it's gonna be they're gonna do they're gonna play well enough uh, to get out of the first round against the Devils. Props to him though; he still had 44 wins, a 2.62 uh, goals against, and a 9.20 save percentage. Good on him. Real good team to play in front of. Yeah, that's behind, true. The team in front of him helps. Team in front of him. True chains. Now we move to the wild, wild west. Cue the Wilson. Cue the Wilson. And we're gonna talk first. About the Winnipeg Jets and Lose the Minnesota. There you go. I was waiting for you to jump in there. And the Minnesota Childs. And uh, again, I don't know how much there is to talk about this I think series, it's children. especially. Anyway, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Plural. Uh, um, the second version is much more vulgar than the first version that we recorded. Well, tonight. like I said, we've had a couple drinks in us. You know, it gets gets the blood flowing Just, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I'm a stickler for good grammar. We've got the. <laughs> Loser Peg Jets and the Minnesota Children. Uh, <laughs> it just sounds shitty. Maybe. Uh, what about the Milds? What about okay, cause, Mild, cause, Mild. Just because again, you're you're adding it. You meant plural that time. You didn't need to go plural that time. Just Mild. All right, all right. It's not Minnesota, the Wilds. Minnesota Mild. Sure. Let's go with that. Okay. Right. Whoever it is, I'm not we gonna got, say okay. it, but okay. For the sake of fuck them. For the fuck sake. Fuck anyway. For the sake of. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> brevity. Jets Wild. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a lot to talk about now, especially that Suter is been uh, ruled out that's a huge loss for Minnesota I didn't think they had that big of a chance going into the playoffs even with Suter against the Jets but now I think they don't have they they've got maybe a puncher's chance but I don't I don't see how really how they win this series the the Jets have three bona fide scoring lines and the while they're going to be running basically the only two defensemen they'll be running Matt Dumba and Jonas Brodeen out there as the first pairing probably, and they're going to have an injured Jared Spurgeon doing what he can out there, but it's a tough ask for them to be able to defend the top three lines of the of Winnipeg for a full series and, and win that series, and I don't see how they can do it, but I'll, but I'll tell you how the Wild have a prayer to win this series. Oh, I do tell. I know you're gonna, this is going to surprise you if you haven't heard this before. No, I not uh, <laughs> Basically, they the Wild are gonna have to play just absolutely boring hockey. They have to clog up the neutral zone and not allow the Jets through at all. Make it make life hell on them. And when the Jets do get in the zone, they're gonna the Wild they're gonna have to crowd Devin Dubnik. They're gonna have to collapse in the zone, and they're gonna have to basically do their damnedest to keep Winnipeg to the outside and try to block any shots that come from out there. It's and Devin Dubnik's gonna have to stand on his head. And the Wild they're the only way the Wild they're be able to score would be the counter off the rush. Just get a turnover and go. But other than that, I don't think the Wild have a prayer. I'm going Jets in five. Shifley, Wheeler, Lion A, Little, uh, Perot. Uh, I know I'm Kyle Connor. It's just all going to be too much for the Wild. Uh, I'd be surprised if the Wild spent too much time in, in Winnipeg's zone. So Jets in five. Even if they had Suter, I still don't think. Yeah, it I, well, it no, would, I agree. They'd stand a chance. Yeah, I agree. I, I would, I would still go probably Jets in five or six, even if they had Suter. I mean, the Wild, they, 
like you said, they have to allocate 30 minutes a game of Ryan Suter defense to to their other, well, now six defensemen. Uh, he's going to play half a game in almost in the regular season. You can't imagine the playoffs, 32, 34 minutes even. I can't imagine if it goes to overtime. And, you know, there's just not they're, – they're a good team. They've been in the playoffs a lot. Um, you know, from the forward cast, they, they have, you know – Parisi's back after an injury. Um, you know, they got Koivu. They got all the young guys, Granlund and uh, Niederreiter, and they can all score, but they just don't have, you know, the punch to, to stick with the Jets. They got Patrick Lyonet back-to-back 40-goal years in his second season. He's still 19, I think. It's crazy. He's the next Ovechkin. He's sick, and they're just going to they're gonna run over him, I think. I think it'll take six just because there's so much parity in the league. I think, you know, the Wild have been there, so they'll they'll pull a couple out. I think, you know, Dubnik might be able to steal at least one for him if he, you know, plays his all-star form. But, uh, no, it, this is the this is Winnipeg series, and they're, they're going to take it. Yeah, I, and the other thing that's interesting is this is Connor Hellebuck's this is he. This is one good year he's had so far in the NHL. He struggled previously, uh, and he really came on, came rounded into form this year. But he's never been in the playoffs before. I just I don't think he's going to be tested in the first round. I don't think we're going to learn a lot about. And I know the, the the Wild have some decent forward depth, especially you got Eric Stahl up there who's had just a resurgence up there in Minnesota. But but I don't think the Wild are going to have the puck enough to to really test Hellebuck, and we may not find out about him until the second round. But congratulations to the city of Atlanta. Thrashers winning their first playoff game, winning their first playoff series. Go nuts, Atlanta. You, you earned it. So what, you got in five? Yeah, five. Winnipeg in five. I got Winnipeg in six. Loser pick in five. Yeah, that's. I, I don't think this. I think the two central series are going to be pretty uh, pretty quick. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, so the next one, we've got the Vegas Golden Knights, the expansion franchise. Golden Showers. Against the Los Angeles Queens. There you go. Wow, we're so creative. So this one is interesting. Well, A, just because you have an expansion franchise as the division winner in the playoffs. It's going to be, it's also interesting because the Golden Knights and the Kings play two very different types of games. The Kings are a physical team. They like to wear you down with their physicality, play, eat the puck low, and just, and like I said, just wear you out. The Golden Knights rely on their speed. They have four lines that can skate and can beat you with skill. They don't necessarily have any star players per se, but they have guys. They just have four lines that can skate really well and can if you if they get a mismatch, their third line versus another team's third line, their the Vegas third line is going to absolutely be able to outskate the other team's third line and and obviously and uh, something else that doesn't get talked about a lot. Mark Andre Fleury. Great year in Vegas this year. Unreal in net for them. Oh, yeah. And if he continues that in the postseason, they're going to be a tough out. I do think this series is going to be a long series because you've got guys on the Kings. You've got Drew Doughty, perennial Norris contender on that blue line for them. Just an unreal. And he's going to get paid in about uh, a year, a year, just a little over a year when he hits free agency. And you've got also with him Alex, Alex, Alex Martinez on that blue line. And up front, you've got shout out Miami Redhawks MV, MVP candidate. Nobody cares. You've got MVP candidate Anze Kopitar up front. Shout out Slovenia. With resurgent, uh, resurgent winger Dustin Brown. Everyone thought Brown's career was dead and buried, uh, but he he brought it back from the dead. 
how appropriate as we enter the second week, the third week of Easter. Uh, and um, Are we back to religion again? <laughs> oh, yeah. And so, yeah, Browns had been fantastic for him. And then you've got guys to Foley. Uh, you've got Jeff Carter up there as well. Those guys know how to win. Jonathan Quick, a couple Stanley Cups to his name. Don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, in net for the Kings, and he has a penchant for being able to turn it on the playoffs and become a brick wall just like that. All that said, I do think Vegas's speed game is going to eventually be a little too much for the Kings to handle, the aging Kings to handle um, throughout a seven-game series. So I'm going to go Vegas in seven. I also can't wait to see what uh, Vegas is like in the playoffs. So I think uh, during the, during a lot of the regular season, they had a bunch of visiting fans in there. Uh, as you could hear, when the visiting team scored on TV, it was pretty loud in there. But I think it's I think that even with that, I think it'd be a raucous atmosphere in Vegas, given everything they've gone through this year. And uh, I'm going to say they win Game Seven in front of their home crowd and move on to the second round. Ricky, say it. Well, you're wrong. Yay! <laughs> and and here's why: the LA Kings know how to win. They play playoff brand hockey. They play big right, bodies. Mike Milbury. Banging in corners, don't you dare ever call me Mike Milbury again. The guy's a savage. Anyway, they have the bodies, they have the experience, they have a Norris Trophy caliber defenseman. That's something that Vegas doesn't have. They have, you know, the the all-star, or not the all-star, the MVP race is so wide open right now. But they have an MVP and possible Selkie Trophy candidate in Kopitar. Everyone knows how good his season's been. They have the depth. They have the, you know, the skill, and again, the big bodies banging in the corners. Ve- Vegas has never been there. I've bet against them all year, both literally and figuratively. And if I stop betting against them now, that's when they're actually gonna what is it? Win, lose? Anyway, you've been betting against them, and they've been winning. Right. So if you bet for them, they'll start losing. That's right. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna continue to bet against them, and eventually their luck's gonna run out. There you, ha- there you have it, folks. Uh, Austin's lo- Austin's argument, well, logic and reasoning. Ricky's <laughs> Ricky's argument. Gambling. G- his, his shit gambling, gambling. game. I'm I, a mush. I keep losing when I gamble on them, so I better. I just may as well keep it up because I'm due, baby. I'm due. I'm gonna make T-shirts. I'm due, and it's like the King's logo. Let's sell like hotcakes. Their their floor. I mean, the floor is gonna fall out from underneath them. It, it, it has, has to eventually. To. They're not an. They're it not a Stanley to. Cup team for sure. They've been playing their system. They have that chip on their shoulder. You know, every player got you know unwanted from their previous team. You know, they weren't protected in the expansion draft. But, but see, it's got to stop eventually. They're gonna lose. They're certainly not a team that can compete with a Tampa or a Nashville or a Boston or anyone else. Really, it's very cool what they did. It's awesome. Sure, it's like it's a sure. neat story. It's a neat regular season story, but it's not going to translate historically. Well, I, well, also, I, I side note, I hate that people are like, oh, this is a bunch of cast-offs that nobody wanted. Like, yeah, it's I wanted really, James Neal very badly to yeah, stay on really, the Predators. It's really not. It's not really not the enough. case. It was just, it was, you could have said that if the expansion rules were the same back when the Predators joined and you could protect, like, 14 guys. But now you could protect eight. The Predators chose Cali Yarncroke because he had a better contract situation. And... And we didn't want to lose James Neal, but we did. So it's not like these guys were... James Neal's an outlier. Like, That's the best player on that team besides well, Marcia Show. Well, no one saw William Carlson coming. He's 40. Do you, honestly, do you honestly think the Pens want to get rid of Marc-Andre Fleury? 
Do you honestly think that? Yeah, they did. Actually, I, th- I do think they wanted to shed that cap space. Yeah, they Ed super wanted to out. shed that cap space. And but what about Marcus or Riley Smith? Fired. All right, well, fuck me then. <laughs> Riley Smith. Marcia I don't Soe. know what Florida, Florida did. Florida That's guys. a whole other thing with the Florida thing because they traded Riley Smith to him for yeah. protection, and, and they, then they protected and then someone they else. Pr- yeah, they didn't pr- to protect Marcheseau, which was so weird. That's a whole other can of worms, but that. I think a lot of those players still have that chip. Like I can't even name you other players on Vegas, and that's how I know. Well, Tatar, because they traded, they sent three draft picks to Detroit for Tatar. That's a whole another thing. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I just hate that people are like, "Oh, they're cast offs." When I'm sitting here being like, "I would like James Neal back. I would not have wanted to cast James Neal off." Nobody wanted to, but I still don't want him. No, I think we're better for it now because we got yeah. really a tourist and think that. But yeah, and so awesome. so, what's your pick in the series, Martin? Uh, Kings in seven. Also Kings in seven. Golden Knights in Upset seven. Upset alert. Golden showers. All right. So that brings us to the main event. The Nashville Predators versus the Colorado Avalanche. Ricky, I'm going to let you take this one, take the lead on this one, and I will come in and clean up. So, after you, you. so you can ramble about your Predators after. Bingo. I know what's going That's on. Correct. I understand. I, I went first I'm here for your for devils. It. Wait, no, I let you go first. You want to talk about them real bad. Yeah, well... I'll go first here on the Predators. I don't think there's much question what's going on here. I think the Predators won every game they played. I think every, like all but one well, was no, by multiple goals. Well, they didn't go 82-0, but, yeah, they won a lot of their games that they played. Against Colorado. All right, we got Sammy <laughs> Semantics over here. I'm talking about every game they played against Colorado, obviously. I think all but one of the games was by multiple goals. Colorado squeaked in on the last day of the regular season by beating St. Louis, who could have easily been there also, and I think would have given the Predators a little more trouble. And Colorado, even with Nathan McKinnon, uh, probably going to finish second in Hart Trophy voting, uh, is you're wrong. <laughs> is just not equipped to not only make a deep run in the playoffs, but to make any sort of run. And I frankly have the Predators in four games. Four. Four games. Wow. Wow, and actually, sweet. I don't have the the kahunas to do that. I have them five. I have them five too. Because I don't, I like I don't. You call yourselves like, Preds fans, but I'll say this: We're I would I I would be surprised if it went six. I think four is way more likely than six is. I just think that going to Colorado, as far as just to explain their one win, I think going to Colorado, they're going to be fired up. Their team's back in playoffs. That place is pretty nuts. That place. Longs for the days of old when they had Joe Sackick and Milan Hayduk and all those guys and Patrick Wall running around winning Stanley Cups. But uh, so I think it's going to be a pretty intense atmosphere out there. I think Preds will drop one in Colorado, but I think they'll they'll finish up when they come back to Nashville for Game Five. But but no, yeah, Nashville is this is in my opinion the most lopsided series of the first round. Would you would you agree with that? Uh, absolutely, it's not even close. Yes. I think. Uh, the yes. Predators, obviously. I mean, it's easy to say because they're the President Trophy winners, they're the best team in the regular season. But I think a lot of people had them getting back to the finals, and a lot of people had them winning the Cup preseason. Um, and I just think they're the deepest team for sure. They they brought back. I mean, they basically replaced Fisher with Bonino, and then brought Fisher back anyway. And then they picked up Turris, which was, I think, a huge coup to finally get the number two center they were looking for. And all they did was add. Uh, throughout the whole season, I think Dave Poyle has been the best GM in the league for years, and he's built almost a perfect team. I mean, they have Norris Trophy winner P.K. Subban on line 1B on the defensive pairings, basically. 
Well, yeah, we'll we'll get into that. I think they're gonna be one A. He and Ekholm are gonna be one A because they're gonna go. They're gonna get the big minutes against the McKinnon line. Sure. Which brings me to my to my to my major point about how lopsided this series is, and that's Colorado has one line. They have McKinnon between Landis Cog and Rantanen, and those are great players. I, McKinnon, I've already stated it. I know I'm wrong, Ricky. I have McKinnon as my number one. MVP vote for sure. You're wrong. Not that I get a vote, but if I did have Ding. a vote, if the if if I got oh, a that's vote. where you're fired. Um, but but no, like they have three 20 goal scorers on the Avalanche. All three of them are on that line. I would have taken the under. And well, they like all three of their point totals are just ridiculous. All three of their point totals are well. No, I think Landis Cog is one point behind Forsberg, but Ranton and McKinnon both have far and away more points than anyone on the Predators do. So I think if you give this coaching staff of Nashville and you give the top four defense of Nashville the time to focus in game plan on one team on one line, it's going to be no contest. Like McKinnon, I know he had three points in the four games against the Predators in the regular season, but I believe, and I'm look, I'm not a big plus minus guy, but I think at five on five, McKinnon, even despite his three points, was still a minus six. So the Predators even like gave up a little bit to McKinnon. We're still getting more than they were giving up. And I think that's going to continue in the playoffs. If you shut down that top line, which they can. Which they will. They, and they will. And there you can beat the Avalanche. And we haven't even gotten to Eric Johnson being out. The Colorado's best defenseman. Well, actually, I would probably say Barry is probably their best defenseman. But, but uh, One of the top two is out. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. going to hurt a team two's with out. only and, two defensemen. And, so John, Eric Johnson's out, and Varlamov is out, and Varlamov had, had a decent season. Bernier, their backup, who's now who's now going to be their starter for this series, decent career numbers against Nashville, but he's been, in the regular season, he was at best average, at worst below average. And if the name Jonathan Bernier sounds familiar to you, it's because he was the Ducks goaltender in Game 6 of the Western Conference Final uh, against the Ducks last year. And he folded like a cheap tent in that game. He allowed some weak ass shit to folded the Predators like, that game. Folded like a cheap tent. That's, that's folded a great like line. a cheap tent. That's a great line. That he write he, that down, Martin. Like that was done. No, you're fired. Yeah, and Ding. so the the Predators have the advantage at literally every position. Uh, the only thing that they, the only area they don't have the advantage in would be power play. Their power play has been pretty. good garbage for the second half of the season the Predators uh, and the Avalanche power play has actually been pretty good I believe they've been uh, the official hockey 615 written uh, preview will be up tomorrow I believe the Avalanche have been hitting converting at around a 20 nearly a 30% clip on the power play for the last 25 games or so this season the last month of the season so that's the one area they have the advantage. But if you're relying solely on your power play to win you a series, you're in deep. You're in deep shit at that point. Uh, so if you're relying solely on it, but you're, I'm, and not to say that you know you're wrong, but if you're relying on it, you're also playing the team with one of the top penalty minutes. So well, yeah, I mean that, and that's and that's the and that's exactly where if if a miracle were to happen and Colorado were to win the series, it would be because the Predators. Can't Some stupid ass can't penalties. stop playing follow the f- fucking leader to the penalty box 
and the Avalanche keep converting on power plays. Shout out the Buffalo game. Over. <laughs> like, yeah, that was insane. What they do, it's almost contagious. When they when they start taking penalties, they just keep coming. The hits keep coming. And as soon as they kill one off, they take another one. As soon as they kill that one off, they take another one. So they need they abs the Predators absolutely need to be more disciplined in the playoffs. But to me, they it's not going to matter. In the first round, it's there. This is I present five, and it might not even not might not even last that long. This is this is gonna be a bloodbath of a series. I and to be honest with you, I was looking for reasons to like to nitpick the Preds in this series until I read a article in, in an article in the Athletic today. Not a big deal. Subscribe to the Athletic. I'm a scholar, um, and it was basically like a statistical preview of the series and the first line of the article was the Colorado Avalanche don't have a prayer. <laughs> and they, they basically, they were like, this is the most lopsided series we've seen in a long, long time. So the Predators generate, uh, whether it's a fancy stats, traditional stats, eye test, Predators just blow the Avalanche out of the water. There's no question they're better. So do we want to go ahead and do some picks for Eastern Conference Final, Western Conference Final, Stanley Cup here? Yeah, we probably should do that at the start. Yeah. All right, yeah, fire away. All right. In the uh in the Eastern Conference final, I have who do I have? I wrote this down and now I don't know where it's wait, at. Just, wait, it's called show prep, Ricky. Thanks oh, for doing it. Well, I did none. So off the top of my head, not to brag. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. All right. Um I don't even know if this is how the bracket works out, but I'm pretty sure I had the Penguins and the Bruins. In the East it's final, possible. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's, I thought yeah, it's so. Possible. And actually, with the Bruins advancing on that one, I think the Penguins run out of gas eventually. After that, we have the West. I had, um, I had the Predators against. I believe, I know the next one obviously is the uh, the Sharks. I had the Sharks and the and the Kings. So I think I picked the Sharks. So we're gonna go Preds Sharks, Preds Bruins final. And uh, I have the Preds winning the Stanley Cup. There we go. That a boy. I didn't even want to. I wanted to be a contrarian with all my heart, but I, I thought they were going to do it before the season started. This city is going to be insufferable if they do it. It's going to be a disaster for me personally. Oh, I'm going to be obnoxious on Twitter, I'm, for sure. You're going to be obnoxious in person, more so than usual. So that's going to be a whole thing. But I got the Preds winning the Stanley Cup. They had the deepest team. They had the best team, as the regular season showed. Even if they didn't, I, I think the President's Trophy is a knock against them because I think – the oh, President's Trophy winner, this. 25% of the time. I looked it up. Eight out of 32 years that's been presented. The President's 31. Trophy winner. There was a lockout. Excuse me. 26, it's 26% okay. too. All right. Well, j- again, on this note, so we're using that as a knock against them that only 25% have won it? Yeah. You do realize that landing at any other position going into the playoffs seven, is far seven, less. 7%. Is far less. 25% area. is really are really good odds. Let's going not into the forget playoffs. that I still just picked the Predators to win the Stanley Cup. So we well, don't, well, now you've, we don't well, need well, now to you've argue my one well, knock against them. They're still going to win Martin, the Stanley Cup. Who do you have? I actually, and this is very boring radio, but I have the exact same uh, you final Bruins, four teams. Preds over I've Bruins? Got, I got Bruins over Pens, and I've got Preds over Sharts. And... Um, I hate my Sharks pick, by the way. I hate so do that I. It was, so much. It was a, I, whoever wins the Ducks or the Sucks and the Sharks is going to beat the Queens. I actually, I, I, it, I agree with that. It, yeah. I mean, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, and even if, and even if you pick the Golden Showers to beat the Queens, does not matter who the Sucks or the Sharks are going to beat. Please call them by the correct name. <laughs> You're confusing nuts. me, kind of now. I won't. 
Um, whoever wins the Ducks Sharks is going to be Thank either you. the Golden Knights or the Kings. It doesn't matter which one. That that Ducks Sharks series is such a toss up for me. Yeah, I could be I could be talked out d- of my Sharks pick it, it, easily. Yeah. So, but I think uh, the Preds are going to beat whatever team comes out of the Pacific, anyways. So it's going to be Preds and Bruins. I've picked the Bruins for probably the later half of the season. I thought it would come down to the Bruins and the Pens, and I'm picking the Bruins over that, and I've got Nashville beating the Bruins in how many games did I say? I think I said six. I think six is a good number. I think six games. I have – this may come as a shock to the two of you, but I have the Predators coming out of the West. What? I know. Shut the front door. Dude, (laughs) you're lying. Such a – just such a huge stars Homer. Um, no, I've got the Preds coming out of the West. I think the Predators' biggest test will come in round two. Um, I think that'll Easily be yes. against the Jets. Yes. I think they passed that test. How good is that series going to be? Uh, Fuck, I can't wait. I, I, I don't want to talk about it too much because if I know if I hype it up and I talk about it, it's going to end up being like a wild avalanche <laughs> in the next round. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> but no, I, that's going to be that, – like, there's not enough – alcohol in the state of Tennessee for me to deal with seven games of Jets Predators. There's just not. The way they've played this year, it's going to be back and forth, and it's it's might I'm going to have to take some, some kind of heart medication. I don't know. Take the over in every game. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. Take the over. Um, but no, so I've got, I do have the Preds getting getting out of the West. I agree with Martin uh, that the winner of Ducks Sharks is going to beat the winner of Ducks or uh, Golden Knights, Kings. Who do you, who'd you pick? Ducks. I, or I got Sharks? Go- I, I pick Sharks too. Okay. So I so I have I believe in my official bracket, which I don't totally remember right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have Preds, Sharks. I believe in the Western Conference Final. I think the the Preds take care of business pretty easily there. Because um, I think I think they're a far better team than the Sharks. See, I had that one going to six. And then well, I I think six. I, w- I had six two, but I don't think it's. I think it's going to be a tough six two. I don't think it's going to be. See, an easy I think six. they. I think it's one where the, where the Preds would go up three one. Sharks get one, and the Preds finish off. But, um, but uh, I've got out of the East. I've got Bruins, Tampa, Bruins beating Tampa. I think Vasilevsky breaks down. Bruins win that series. I've got Pittsburgh beating whoever the hell they're playing the second round, whether it be Columbus or Washington, and then I've got. The Penguins, we have a rematch of the 2017 Stanley Cup Final. God, kill me now. That shit terrifies me. And Actually, I though, want them to, the Penguins fans, have their three leave. Three leave? I don't know if you've seen that. They've taken the, get it, the number three and turned it around to look to make it look like, you know, because it looks like a B, kind of, the number three. Yeah. And they've turned it into three leave t-shirts for their three-peat. So I would love nothing more than to see just to break the hearts of all the Penguins fans that want to go for three in a row and to avenge last year's loss. Never forget, Colton Sisson scored. And and to just crush the Penguins in the Stanley Cup final. So I've got Preds over Penguins in the Stanley Cup final. Rest of the hockey world, you're welcome. So... So much more terrified of the Pens than I am the Bruins. Oh, I'm not. I would. I would. Hands I definitely. I don't want any part of the Bruins. Just really? Up. No. I'd rather have the Bruins than the Pens. I think. I no, think- because every every time the the Predators play the Bruins this year, that Marshawn, uh, Bergeron, Pasternak line, 
skated circles around us, and Pecorino had to bail us out in one of those games. So I want no part of that at all. That's fair. I I think we become mental midgets whenever we play the pins now at this point. Oh, at least no, well, in the playoffs. Oh, well, and, well, I think that, and I think that the pins are in the playoffs at uh, least well, just well, on – they're drinking Mike's secret stuff in the locker and room. I, oh, I, and I – Maybe some PEDs. Oh, oh, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything. But, but no, like I, okay, just to put you at ease there. So the Predators pushed them to six games. Should have been seven. Thanks, ref. I was, that, I was there. Also, I was there. I saw that ref. What? How about you move to see the back of the net? You lazy son of a bitch. I hate to like, use the move. same term, but mental midget. Like skate. <laughs> and anyways. So they, they pushed the Penguins to six games, should have been seven, without Ryan Johansson. I don't even think Mike Fisher played in that game. Did he? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Maybe he Kevin did. Fiala definitely did not. No, if Johansson and Fiala were definitely out, and you were relying on Colton Sissons. No, you, yeah, Mike Fisher did play. Mike Fisher was your number one center. Colton Sissons was your number two center that game. Like, that's insane. That's Yikes. crazy. The Predators shouldn't even have been in that game. Plus, if the Penguins get all the way there again, I cannot stress enough how much I think they're going to burn out and how how much parity is in the league right now, how tough they have to work. I know they were, what, second in the division, third in the conference, whatever they were. Uh, I still think that it's incredibly difficult in how the league is today to make it to three finals in a row. I don't think when, – when's the last time someone made it to three finals in a row? I don't think it's happened – Certainly not since the you know the change in the league after the first se- the full season lockout. Well, yeah, but I I think that part of that is what makes me think the Penguins will get back because I think Sidney Crosby takes a lot of pride in. This is going to sound corny as hell, but I but from what I understand, listen to some, listen to some people talk about Crosby uh, that cover the Penguins is that he wants the three peat because it's it's not been done before because or not been done any time in. The, in recent history just so he can have that on his resume when he retires and everything like that so we'll see if he can drag the rest of the team with him uh well i don't think he will because that forward nope. group is really good oh, um yeah. but yeah so i think so we've all got preds winning stanley cup i'm sure that bodes really well i'm sure that won't it's a good sure that won't just crash and burn on us at any point yeah my cup pick never loses so yeah no i've been right every year since always um but other than that so we've wrapped up the playoffs and I have a rant I want to go to go on about playoff cliches. I don't know if you guys have any that you want to talk about. Well, let's hear what you have to say first. Oh, oh, I have some things to say, and you're going to hear about it. Um, so the word heavy to describe any Pacific team ever. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, the Ducks play a heavy game. They're a heavy this team. This was literally my entire argument for the Kings in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I wanted to call you out right then, but I, I, I didn't. Save I waited. it. Build to it. And they were like, like oh the Kings they play a heavy game they're a heavy team do you actually do they do the entire team get on a scale and you weigh the team and you're like well they weigh more than the Golden Knights it's do, a metaphor so. I know it's a metaphor but still like it's when you call a team heavy it sounds like they're dragging cinder blocks behind them it's a bunch of me's on the ice <laughs> that's <laughs> like yeah they sound these they sound like just fat old guys <laughs> skiing around out there like some D League guys that that's heavy hockey if you ever watched D League you know who I think of I think of heavy guys that play a game like Milan Lucic plays a heavy game or if you want to talk about the kings now milan lucic is a horrible example because he well no he's trash now but you know when he was good you got like a jeff carter is a big dude who plays big body hockey or just like just just say just say he throws his weight around or they play a physical game heavy is like the most overused trope in the nhl playoffs sorry just to just to come back to something earlier 
uh, you said who was the last team to go three in a, to show up in three finals in a row. I'll tell you who Islanders. it was. Go it's the New York Islanders. Islanders. No, three in a row was the Edmonton Oilers, and that was right before the Islanders, Islanders went on that three peat. Uh, they beat the Oilers in eighty three. I've got it right here. They beat it's the Oilers in eighty three, and the Oilers went. Uh, 84 and 85. Okay, so it's after. And the Islanders won in 80, 81, and 82. Wrong. Well, I think we were talking The Islanders, 4 we was 80 about, 83. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're right, you're right. I was talking about who won three in a row. Don't argue hockey history with me. I was talking about who made it three times. I was talking about who won it three times in a row. He said who made it three oh. times. I'll check the tape. Made it three times in a row, the last one. I did say who, and I was curious uh, yeah, who I was. I was who made it. The last one would be the Edmonton Oilers. They lost one, one, two, right after the Islanders won on a four-peat. Gotcha. I would have bet on the Islanders, but that's fair. It's right after, and, you know, that, that was. Uh, a special time to be a hockey fan, not that I would know. But yeah, anyways. We were all not born. Heavy. Heavy? You don't I like heavy? No, heavy is just, it's stupid. Like, what What does it even mean? I'm going to have to think about this and come a, back for it. When you say heavy, everyone's like, oh, the, the Ducks play a heavy game. The Kings play a heavy game. The Pacific Division, it's a heavy game out there. It's like, what, do, what does it even mean? Like, they, they just call them physical. Just say they play a physical game. Big bodies that play a physical game. It's a heavy game. It's, it's just a good, ex- you know, one word to, you know, everyone knows what it means. Except you, apparently. I know what heavy means, and that's exactly why I have a problem with it. Because <laughs> you weigh more. You weigh a lot. All right, assuming there's going to be an episode two, I'll think about it. I'm sure assuming I'm going to hear some. <laughs> My friend, that's a big assumption. <laughs> I'm sure that's with the, the upcoming there. playoff game, someone's going to say something and be like, God damn it. And I'll, I'll bring that to the table next time. With a fully fledged out rant for you, but I don't have one now. Good radio. Wow, thanks for doing show prep, Rick. All right. Uh, well, that was it for the first episode of the Golden Hour by Hockey Six One Five. It was an adventure. We promise we'll get better. No, we don't promise that. We can't make any promises. Absolutely not. We I promise I'll plug the mics in. I can't. I, I, can, I, can, I can motherfucking promise you that. I will I, plug the microphone. I can't in. promise we're any better. Uh, I be honest with you, I can almost guarantee we're only gonna get worse. And, uh, but yeah, other than that, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the first episode. And as always, we appreciate any feedback you have. Uh, so thanks for listening and go Preds. Be sure to hit up, uh, hockey six one five at hockey six one five. Yes. Thank you. And also on Twitter at hockey six one five. Thank you for doing my job that I totally forgot to do. I got you dog. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good night.